0: But you're yeah, oh, beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! Yes, Travis. Yes. How are you, brother? It feels like we haven't been on for ages. I don't know why, but it just feels like we've not been on for a minute. there has been in a lot of football we've been missed. How are you doing? It's because we've had a quiet, quiet week with nothing happening. <laughs> uh, when I say nothing yeah. happening, Man United in the FA Cup quarterfinal, that was something else, wasn't it? It was, it was different, that game. It was. Uh Let me see. We've got six people watching straight away and people in the comments straight away. Dan from Two Blues. Dan is the man. I've been telling you guys for months, Dan's the man. Looking forward to this one, boys. Don't take Ornstein's word as gospel. End of the day, he's a proper, he's a reporter, and it was just a think piece. Absolutely done. This is the thing about reporters or journos or whatever you want to call them. They they make a prediction. Indy Kayla is probably the worst for it. I don't even know. Is he a reporter? <laughs> is he a journo? Is he a wind up merchant? I don't know what he is, but these yeah. journos are reporters. They like make a a piece. And it is basically it's a it's a prediction. And then if it goes right, they can retweet it or quote it saying I'm in the know. And if it's wrong, they just bury it with the rest of their predictions or pieces. And <laughs> no one no one even bats an eyelid, which is why we've started this podcast. So we'll make predictions. We'll make summaries about what we've heard, about what we think is going to happen. And then we might even make it into a short if we get it right or hmm. Disastrously wrong So <laughs> uh Dalival Dalival Thank you so much For joining me brother Fabrizio Romano Said it was not Off All he said was The money could be An issue But I still think He coming to Liverpool He's Liverpool bound And apparently Gavi could be heading Leaving on a free I've seen that today Why that? that Yeah Gavi How is he leaving on a free Why So I can have my say Absolutely brother Yeah I've seen it on Twitter Something today Gavi on a free, and I thought I thought he's the next Javier Iniesta.
1: He's unreal, mate. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how long he's left on his contract. But I've not really seen that rumor. To be fair, I've seen a few bits flying around about other players, but I've not actually seen anything on Gavi. But if you manage to get him, that'll be a great signing. He is he is top drawer. He's very creative, um, quite offensive minded as well. So he's de- he's definitely different to what you've got. Has he been linked with Liverpool then, Dalivar, Is that what that- Dalivau saying?
0: I've seen it today as well. I've seen someone else um, write on Twitter and I thought, why would he be free? I don't know. Is he under 18 or something? He's not allowed to sign a contract and we're trying to poach him. I think he is 18. Surely not. Is he the one that always plays with his laces undone? Or is that Pedri? Nah. I think that they're, they're both of a similar age they're both
1: very young but they're both techy as hell they're both such good players mate unbelievable both of them that that's who i thought liverpool i mean barcelona would be building their um team around to be fair the, the pair of them obviously they've yeah. got frank frank kessie who's not really settled there he scored the winner against real madrid at the weekend which was an unbelievable watch i just thought Do you know what i'm going to take the time out to watch the full game and the quality in terms of technical ability was very high in that game. So if you can get any of those midfielders that were on show, it's going to be a good sign. And for Liverpool, i tell you that right now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I've just uh, Googled him. So he's, he's 18, 18. Yeah, I thought it was. Well. Mm. Yeah, it's Gavi. He plays every game with his boots untied, his laces. Yeah, flying around. And I've looked at all the images before, and I think, how does he not fall over them? And how does they not come off his feet when he's shooting and stuff? How do they not fly off? (laughs) But anyway, this podcast is primarily about Jude Bellingham, where he is and isn't going in the summer. Um, And then we're going to touch on, of of course, Man United and Fulham, that extraordinary game on Mm. Sunday, which you were out. You were out absolutely getting put to sleep, weren't you? Put to bed, tucked in by by Fulham, you said they're a tidy Fulham, and you know, all the Premier League sides are tidy, it's such yeah. a strong league at the minute, there's no poor teams even the likes of Bournemouth are getting results, and Southampton are getting results, it's just a crazy league but yeah, I thought, Man United are out here, and I'm loving it um, but yeah, let's head to Jude Bellingham first, what what a 48 hours it's been David Ornstein says it's off okay, now that's an easy assumption to make, knowing how our owners operate knowing they've got tight purse strings knowing they don't invest their own money knowing they don't over leverage the club knowing that they keep ramming this self-sustained model down our throats it's easy it's i mean even i talk myself into it and and i've been jude bipolar bellingham over this (laughs) since since the world cup since he keeps getting pictured with hendo with trent it's like they've got this bromance going on, the three of them. When you look at it, you think, you must be signing. And then I think to our owners, and I think, how? Why, after 13 years, all of a sudden, would our owners loosen the purse strings and sanction a, a player over £100 million? Because that's what it will take when we haven't got any any player that we know of yet. I know I've touched on it a bit, and I will again tonight, um, so that if I'm right, I can make a short of it like I'm a respected <laughs> journalist, but... Travis from the outside mm. looking in what's going to
1: happen to me there's so many facets to this deal like with Bellingham it doesn't strike me as a person that's like really financially driven and orientated like around wages and salary and and things like that so that to me works in Liverpool's favour because if he wants to play for Liverpool, he can join Liverpool, put it that way. It's, it's going to be down to then whether Liverpool can stump up the cash and how Dortmund want the payment. So that's one thing, how Dortmund want paying. The second thing is where his sort of heart lies. If his heart lies at Liverpool, he'll want that move. So it's going to be about him driving and pushing that move as much as he can. The biggest thing for me, though, what sticks about this sticks out about this deal is, is the Champions League football. Do you know what I mean, he's, he's had a taste of Champions League football, he's been playing Champions League football with Dortmund for ye- for a couple of years now, and I think he's more or less guaranteed to play at the highest level at Dortmund. So, if he's gonna move, I think it is gonna massively depend on whether Liverpool reach the Champions League or not.
0: I think if do you if think you it do- really would come down to that, like just for one season,
1: yeah, like because no one you wants can't to be pay playing. the money. That's the thing, no you one can't wants- pay the
0: money. No, I mean, so just. Like, just you're looking not. from Jude's point of view. So forget the money. So right. just from Jude's point of view, let's say somehow the owners did still stump up this money. And I can't yeah. even believe I'm saying it because I know FSG, they're not going to. But let's just say they did. Do you think Jude would be like, no, nah, one season out of the Champions League, I'm going to change my target, change my plans? Well, you've got to think of it. I know what you're saying, but you've got to think of it as him
1: being an asset to Dortmund as well. So how long's left on his deal? Like year after yeah. this,
0: no, so, yeah, it'll be two or three, I think. Right. He's well secured, isn't he? And there's no Is release he? clause, according to reports. Right. Anyway, but let's—I mean, let's just get down to the nuts and bolts of it. He's leaving in the summer. Yeah, we, we all know that. We all know that. Yeah, He's, they've honed his skills. They've developed him. He's had a a, a brilliant time of it. He's got the experience playing in another country. He's a fixture in the England side. He's got the Dortmund captain's armband a lot of the time. I don't know if that's just when Hummels is out or is he full time captain. No, I think but just, yeah. It would be in crazy if he didn't leave in the summer now. So let's just take it as Red that he's leaving.
1: He is leaving 100%. He's leaving
0: 100%. And let's just take it that the price it's over 100 million, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And Dortmund would be stupid not to sell. Really? Because that, that is their model. Do you know what I mean? They sell like Sancho, Harlan, they do it with a lot of their players, Lewandowski, Yang. The list is endless. They always sell their top star when it's right for them. Do you know what I mean? They never sell them all at once. They always sell them when it's right for them. And I think now is the time for them to let Jude go. Do you know what I mean? He's given them a good service because he's been playing unbelievably for a couple of years now. Do you know what I mean? Like I think it's about the right time for both of them and, it's, it's just going to boil down to two things for me, whether Liverpool have got the money and whether you're in the Champions League. I just can't see him turning down. If Real Madrid and Man City are serious, I can't see him saying, like, nah, I'm going to go to Liverpool and play in the Europa League if them two clubs come calling as well. that That's if you don't finish in the Champions League. But if you do finish in the Champions League, I think you've got a massive chance of getting him because I don't think he's one of those players who's like, oh, whoever's going to pay me the most, I'll go to them because he'd, he'd go to City. It'd be nailed see, on, do you know what I mean? For me,
0: that, that works both ways as well, though, Trav. Because yeah. if he's coming to Liverpool, it's not just for one season in the Champions League. So I know you just yeah. said, well, he's not going to come if you're not in the Champions League. He's not coming to us because we're in the Champions League. He's coming to us maybe because his dad's a Liverpool fan. They they want to come back to England, which obviously would narrow it down to Liverpool, Man City, maybe Man United if they throw the hat in the ring. Yeah. But his hero is Steven Gerrard. He's said it countless times. So he wants to emulate his hero. He wants to wear the number eight shirt. It's You can tell he's got this bromance with Henderson, with Trent Arnold, they're all the reasons that we think he wants to come. And let's be honest, he's going to pay, be paid handsomely. He's going yeah. to be straight on, not far off what Salah's on. We've got to yeah. be real about this, haven't we? He's not coming in on Luis Diaz's 80 grand a week. He's going to come in as the like the top high, uh, yeah, or the, um, yeah, on, he's on par on, with. He's isn't on on the top dollar, top dollar. So when you look at it in that sense, and I feel like I'm trying to talk you into it here. I spent the last two days talking myself out of it. But if he's yeah. going to come for all them reasons, then one season out of the Champions League is not going to be like, I tell you what, Gerrard's not my hero anymore. My dad's not a Liverpool fan anymore. Let's call mm. the whole thing off. I'm just going to head straight to Madrid now when I'm 19 or turning 20 in June and just do 12, 13, 14 years in Madrid. There's there's a reason why Liverpool's on the table. Mm. And think- that's not that's not going to be just one year in the Champions League, surely. No, it's not. And I think,
1: because he's got age on his side, he might be thinking though. Not, I'm not saying those clubs are bigger than Liverpool, but like for example, a Real Madrid, he could give you five years and still go to Real Madrid when he's 25. Like that's not out of the question either. Do you know what I mean? I think everybody's a winner. You're getting five years of a top quality player. He moves on. He then becomes more, even more profitable than he is now if he if he progresses the way that he's progressing. He moves on. And, and and everybody's a winner in that sense. So like you said, he, the world's his oyster. He's got every choice you could ever possibly imagine. Um, and like you said, the fee, the fee is the only thing that I think could potentially put Liverpool out of the equation. Because like you said, it's going to be plus of 100 million and they're going to want a lot of that money up front for just such a top player. And I, I don't know, like to me, I don't think Real Madrid, like, I just don't think he suits, like, La Liga and Spanish football, to be fair. I just don't think, when I watch him as a player, I just don't think he's he's built for that. I think he's built for the Premier League. I really do. Everything about him, um, like, his physical attributes, the way he gets around the pitch, obviously, technically, he's very, very good. But in terms of his leadership and how he plays as a player, I think he is more suited to the Premier League. That's where I think, he, I think he belongs. So I think Liverpool and Man City are certainly in the driving seat. I think Man City are serious about getting him. I mean, you look at KDB, he's been on the bench. He's 31 now. I'm not saying he's yeah. like for life. Gonna... Yeah, Gundogan. He, he's in his 30s Early I think he's I think he's perfect for both clubs to be honest. I can't really split them like you can't say Man City wouldn't do well at Man City he would he would slot straight in like you said with the likes of Rodri and Bellingham next to each other with like mm-hmm. Bernardo floating around it'd be unreal. Same with Liverpool though, like you said, uh, it depends what sort of project he wants as well. You could see him slotting straight into Liverpool's team, um, being that that sort of catalyst, that box to box all action midfielder captain. Leading by example, everybody just thriving off him, and 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 I, I can see the move working for both Premier League clubs. To be fair, so we're like it's going to be interesting to see, and we're not even in we're not even in May yet. Do you know what I mean the summer's not even started? Yeah, like we're
0: we're nowhere near it. And it's only March, we've and we've got some off. journalists writing it off, some journalists saying it's still on. You just don't know what way to look. I've said before I wouldn't mind hibernating until the first of September. Just wake me up and say, Scott, you signed Jude Bellingham, and I'll be like, (laughs) I think with Ornstein's article though, he didn't
1: say it was off. He said it was unlikely, and that and that again, like you said, it might it may have been an assumption, but I think that's purely down to the transfer fee. uh, he didn't really mention other factors in the article. I've read it all. I don't think he mentioned, like he said, in regards to like the Champions League football. And that that is an easy assumption to make. Like if you don't get in the Champions League, he's not joining. Like we've seen plenty of examples of top players going to clubs who are in the Europa League. If it, but it does depend on the money. Are you willing to pay the money? Are you willing to pay the wages? Are you willing, do you know what I mean? The, the players are going to... Are going to want to be paid the right money if they're going to go to Europa League club. Because you've got to think of it from Bellingham's point of view. I can go to Man City, get paid 250 grand a week and play Champions League football and compete for the title every year. Or I can go to Liverpool. Yes, I've got all that nostalgia and all that history and be the new Gerard, but I'm not playing Champions League football and it might take me a couple of years to compete for the league again it's something that he definitely needs to weigh up so it yes. it's where his heart and where his
0: head is to be fair so we'll, we'll have to see and that that could be another stumbling block couldn't it imagine we have um michael edwards uh who's the guy that's leaving Uh i forgot his name now i should know, know. He but anyway there, yeah. imagine yeah. we go in and try to low ball him and start trying to talk that he's only 19, let's talk about incremental contracts, so two years at this, two years at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've just come straight in as a top earner or on par with Salah, but knowing Liverpool and FSG, we'd probably try and lowball him, start him off on 120, say the second year will be 180, knowing that he could go straight to Man City on a quarter of a million a week straight away, like you say, he, in the he Champions He ain't going to take that. He ain't going to take that, bro. Of <laughs> course, well, yeah, That's the thing. So you see people, people talking about the project. He wants to work with Jurgen Klopp. He wants to emulate Steven right. Gerrard. But there's also the nuts and bolts of it as well and the sensibility of it. We could still yeah. mess it up from that point because unless something underhand's gone on, there won't have been any contract talks yet, will there?
1: Because that's nah. tapping up, isn't it? And his agent obviously will have been speaking to these clubs now, like whether it's legal or not, he'll know what's on the table or what's going to be on the table. And he's going to be saying to Liverpool, hold on a sec. Man City have offered my client this. Like what, how, how are you matching this? That's what happens. Do you know what I mean? This is, this is what's on the table. How are you, how are you mitigating against that? And that's literally what it's going to be. And at, at the end of the day, If he does want to join Liverpool over like a Man City or Real Madrid, which would be unbelievable if you manage to get Jude Bellingham over those two clubs, I must say you've done unbelievable. Because normally, not even so much Man City, but when Real Madrid come calling and come calling seriously... It's, it's an Mbappe thing, ain't it? Like, you've got to be made a president of a football club <laughs> like Mbappe to stay. That's the, literally it. Like, unless you are being made a president or you're on a ridiculous wage, there's no way if Real Madrid come, you're not going there. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's going to take something special for Liverpool to stop him from going there if they're serious about getting him. So we'll
0: I'll see. I'll give him the, the Liverpool presidency right now. I mean, I'd give him the captain's armband straight away. Here you go. Number eight shirt, captain's armband. This is it for the next 10 years. And the beautiful thing about it is it's not even like he would be rushing to Real Madrid at like 22, 23. He could even do a good seven or eight years with hopefully Liverpool. It could be Man City and then go to Real Madrid for his peak years around the age of 27, 28. So, um, like I say... I just don't know what way it's going to go. Football for errors in Jose, my man. Bellingham can go anywhere. He'll fit in any team in the world, apart from Barca. (laughs) I don't know. know. Frankie de Jong is uh, is in the reports again today, but he's distancing himself away from a a Barca exit to Man United. Anyway, Uh, Dalival, Dalival, I think he was in the chat earlier. I Don't know if he's still here. Uh, Madrid and Barca are the dream for any football footballer. Absolutely, Jose. Yeah. And that's that's what we're always up again. And like I just mentioned before, you know, give me Jude Bellingham for four, five, six years, and then happily wave him off to Real Madrid, because you'll make your money back. You'd you'd have a profit on it, absolutely. Unless he falls oh, off a cliff, of course.
1: He ain't falling off a cliff. He's one of them that's just like physically, he is just so far ahead of where he should be like He's a specimen I, isn't he yeah yeah i'm not talking about high i'm talking about presence i'm talking about intimidation i'm talking about you look in the whites of his eyes and he just don't take no crap like you you just wouldn't want to fancy yourself in a midfield battle with him because he can tackle he can pass he can shoot he can run he can out sprint you He's got stamina for days. He'll just he'll just run the whole game. There's literally not one facet of his game that he hasn't got at such a young age. And the scary thing is he can get better.
0: Like, if he yeah, gets coached just... under Klopp or Pet, he'll be unbelievable, mate. You took the words what? out of my mouth. He goes to yeah. the World Cup and he's the best in the England team. It just turned 19. Yeah. Like, how, how on earth is that even possible? I know.
1: I don't think you can restrict his game either. Like to me, with a, a player with that them kind of attributes, you can't make a sitting midfielder. You just got to say do what you want. Do you know what I mean? Do what you want. Obviously have discipline and you shape out off the ball, but when you're in possession, go and join in, go and link up, go and do anything you want. Like because he, he can score goals as well. Like, we've seen it for Dortmund. He chips in every few goals. And he, he's just the ultimate, complete midfielder. He really is. And whoever gets him is going to be really lucky. I mean, from a Man United perspective, we've got an extremely outside chance. But, I mean, we, we need a striker more than we do a midfielder. So I just can't see us, like, spending that amount of money that he's going to cost when we need other priorities. So I, I think that rules United out of that race massively so I think it's between Liverpool Manchester City and Real Madrid I don't think anybody else can either afford him or attract him to be fair I don't think he he wants to go to PSG I look at their team and and that league I just don't think it's competitive enough for him I think the Premier League is or or like a Real Madrid where he's going to be battling it out at the top of the Champions League I, I just think they're the only destinations for him
0: well, you're watching Mbappe waste the best years of his career at PSG, don't you? Getting nowhere yeah. near scooping Euro- European Cups, um, just scooping league after league that no one really cares about. Um, yeah. But th- another danger with Liverpool, isn't it? I feel bad, right? If you had me Jude Bellingham now, like I'm crossing my fingers, my toes, my legs, I'd love him. Like literally, I've said in uh, a previous stream, I'd probably shed a tear <laughs> if we signed Jude Bellingham. <laughs> Right, FSG, if you're watching, I'll go straight out and I'll buy home, away, and third kit tops with (laughs) Bellingham number eight on the back. For me, my kids, I'll even buy my wife one, okay? (laughs) But the danger here is he's not going to be enough for us. Like, And that's another reason why I don't think we'll be in for him. Let's say FSG somehow sanctioned the release of £120 million. The state our midfield is in now, we need to use that 120 wisely to sign two, maybe even a push three solid midfielders. Um mm. Mason Mount has been linked non-stop with Liverpool, like it's almost a done deal. You've got Mateus Nunes at Wolves. Caicedo's gonna leave Brighton this summer. Let's be honest. Yeah. McAllister, Alexis McAllister is linked with Liverpool, but that might just be Liverpool Twitter fans have read, but he could potentially be leaving. There's so many midfielders. James Madison could be leaving Leicester. Yuri Tielemans could be leaving Leicester. All these midfielders, um, it's another reason why I think I've probably changed my mind four times just in this stream. Man, we're how n- big is budget, budget mate? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, if you look at someone like uh Yuri Tielemans who's out of contract, um, mm-hmm. another player, Mason Mount is in the last year. I can see FSG trying to go cheap and scooping a 40 million Mason mount, giving James Milner another contract, maybe scooping Mateus Nunes, who's rumored to be available for about 50 million, which I don't know how because they only bought him for 45. So surely if these they bought him, he's done well in the Prem, it adds a premium of 20, 30 million on his price tag. But I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it. But that that is the worry is that are you just dropping a Jude Bellingham? in a midfield with a 33-year-old Henderson and a, a 30-year-old Fabinho, or you're you dropping Bellingham in Fabinho's place and having a 32-year-old Thiago, it's just it, it's not filling me with the yeah. confidence that he'll be the answer to all our prayers. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: I think there's been some really mixed news about Liverpool over the past couple of days. To be fair, like you said, with the players... Potentially staying on contracts and stuff. I think, as a fan, as a Liverpool fan, I think you really need to brace yourself for one of those names that you probably don't want to stay, stay, staying like a Milner or a Henderson. I think you need to get in your head or a Thiago that one of those, like you're not going to get a whole new midfield, you're not going to get three new midfielders. To me, Fabinho isn't finished. I know he divides the Liverpool fan base at the minute in terms of his performance. But I think he's just had a very indifferent season. I think he's still got plenty left in the tank, to be perfectly honest with you. And all of a sudden, if he gets back to his best and you add Bellingham to that, it adds a powerful two. And then I think what Klopp's got to work out is the direction he he goes with going forward. Obviously, Bobby Firmino has been an integral part with how Liverpool's played over the past few years as that false nine and he sort of like meant that you've not had to buy a creative midfielder because he's sort of done that job like he's never really been judged on getting 20 goals a season because of everything else that he's sort of brought to the team and he he was that person that was seen to knit everything together so is Gappo going to be that player that that occupies a similar role or is he going to go a totally different way and go back to the Coutinho days when you did have like an attacking midfielder who was purely judged on creating, like being a very creative like spark from midfield. And that's where Mm -hmm. if you are going to get Mason Mount, he does fit that bill. Like, is that's what I'm saying. Is he going to be that person who's going to be relied upon to sort of do that thing? If you, if you do manage to acquire Mount. So it's going to be interesting to see, I think how Klopp wants to play will sort of dictate the signings that you get. If he wants to go back to that sort of two eights, the box-to-boxes, he might go Bellingham and then Tillemans on a free. That might work with Fabinho. I mean, there's no reason why that can't work because you've got Bellingham, who can do the all-action, the box-to-box, box, and then you've got the Tillemans with that little eye for a pass and he's got that creative passing range. That might work. Or he might go a Mount, Tillemans if you want to go for the cheaper option I think the good thing for Liverpool is is the players that you've been linked with to come in are good players they're all decent players but the question is is what you're going to do with the existing players are you going to be ruthless are you going to clear a couple of those out maybe Thiago and like uh, Milner goes and Henderson stays so again it's all up in the air but I think a lot of it will be dictated on how Klopp wants to play going forward. And that's going to be the biggest decision, the coaching for me.
0: I've mentioned it before as well. We can't rule out a shape change either yeah. to a Manchester United 4-2-3-1. The way he's built the the front the front three, where we've yeah. got right now, we've got six, but Firmino's leaving. I mentioned it before. So Gakpo would be in the hole, Diaz on the left, Salah on the right with Nunes up top. Then you would need obviously two, Box to box combative midfielders, much like looking for the same kind of impact that Casemiro's had at Man United. And Bellingham yeah. obviously would fill that massively. And then really, you're only looking for one more. Then, and that could be the golden boy, by Setich. Tiago could flourish alongside Bellingham, or like you say, we could bring in someone else. Which I just I can't see it. If we ever get Bellingham, that's going to be that's going to be us run the coffers run dry for like. A year, two years, three years, maybe. Um, but if like let's say FSG did come through, I don't, I still don't understand how they would release the funds, how they'd get the funds. Because I can't imagine Dortmund being up for a HP higher purchase will give you 20 million a year for the next five years, because they'll want to spend that money on some reinforcements themselves, finding the next 25 million nuggets, they'll probably bring in four of them and then we'll all scout them and want to buy them off them for a hundred million in two or three years time. But mm. if they did, I mean, obviously FSG lent Liverpool the money to build the stands. It was either a low interest rate or zero interest. So that's yeah. us paying FSG back for that. So if they lend us the money to build the stands, surely they would lend us the money to buy some players as well and put this whole self-sustained model to bed for a, a couple of years because the players are like the club. Okay, If the stand is falling apart, that's the same as a, a midfielder has lost his legs and come of age. You need to retool, as I've seen a journalist call it. You need to reinvest in another 22-year-old Midfielder or a 22 year old player who's got 10 years ahead of them that can give you 10 years service, and it's almost like an asset. Obi's mentioned an asset before buying a player is like an asset, it is a risky asset, of course, because it could go anyway. You could end up like Delhi Alley. Can you imagine Jude Bellingham no. ends up like Delhi Alley? <laughs> Like there's always that, there's always that danger. So it's not like yeah. bricks and mortar building a new stand, which FSG of course you will know You not.
1: know what the result before you build it. Do you know what I mean with that? Yeah. Layer, like you said, with a the player, there is, is a lot more risk attached. I think the big thing is, like you said, in terms of the owners and, and what their ambitions are. I think we, I think as fans, we're, we're never really, they never really communicate what they're satisfied with. I mean, the biggest example I can give of that is Arsene Wenger. He used to get top four for years on end. And the board never, ever put any pressure on him until the fans started kicking off. That was the only reason he really got sacked, because they put pressure on him. So who actually knows what Klopp's remit is going to be while you're building this stand? They might be happy with a top-four finish, and you Mm. might see him staying for a prolonged amount of time, and the fans might be saying, oh, well, we're not challenging for the league, we're not challenging for the Champions League. It might not matter. It depends how thick-skinned your owners are. I mean, look at the Glazers as well. We've not competed for the league since Fergie left, re- realistically. We've finished second a few times, but we've been nowhere near the league. And they've still stayed. I know they've sacked managers and stuff, but it's more, it's been due to fallouts more than anything, not really competing for trophies and stuff. So that again is is a big thing. Like the ownership and what sort of remit they put on Klopp. Klopp can achieve a top four finish this season even when he's not on it he can do that with his eyes shut really do you know what I mean I don't mm. think I think you've only finished outside the top have you finished outside the top four since he's been here once when he joined and that's it you've First always been season. in the top four exactly and that's and that's how you're spending now so like you said it's not I don't think the I don't think the ownership are going to panic at all that's the thing for Liverpool fans I think a lot's been made of this season, and the fact that you've not competed for the bigger trophies because you're so used to it under this manager. After the first couple of years of building, and the and and, and we're going to see it from now. Like now, you've got no valuable assets to sell. Like you've always had a Suarez or a Coutinho, mm. and you've made that big money. Now those players, I'm not saying they're not there, but I don't think you're going to sell like a Diaz in the summer. The only thing player I could see which would be quite a surprise to everyone is like, if you offloaded like a Trent Alexander Arnold for like big money or something. And I think that would be a little bit of a shock to the fan base, especially being a homegrown talent. I don't think it would go down well with some sections, but now it's going to be interesting to see what sort of input the owners make this summer. Are they going to just say, right, well, we've got ambitions to win the big trophies again. We've not been on it this year. Let's give the club 120, 130 million or even more and see how we go with, with sort of no net spend return. And if you do it, if you do that, you can't say anything, but not necessarily praise the owners, but you can't argue with it. If they give you a couple of hundred million this year, that's all you can really ask for. You get a couple oh, of miles, do you know what I mean? We're cooking yeah. if, we,
0: if that happens. We're that's back. It. Um, that's it. We've got 10 people watching us. Don't forget to smash the like. And if you're new to the channel, subscribe, fellas and girls. Uh, let me jump in the comments. Jose, football for error. Bellingham wouldn't solve all Liverpool's problems, which was the midfield this season, but he would massively improve them for sure. Man, he is all-round midfield. He can do anything. He would do my X.
1: <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh,
0: great comment. Bellingham, Mateus Nunes and Mount would be my midfielders. I would sign and sign a centre-back. Dalival, that you have just mentioned upwards of more than 200 million there, do you think? Bellingham, 120. Nunes, 50. That's 170. Mount, I just quoted 40. I mean, that's 210 million. That's Mount's a lot. going to be more than that, you know. But at the, the same I'm hearing, time, yeah. Dalival has just said, what he's just quoted, we are back, right back you need. Travis just mentioned there, like you could maybe see a, a Trent uh, leaving. I mentioned it in the last stream. I don't think, the fan base would be as surprised or as angry as, as you might think. Trav, he takes really? a lot of stick, especially on Twitter. Um, he's having a, a dreadful season. I'm not sure. I'm not saying he's written off as a right back. I'm not saying he's written off as a Liverpool player. People keep mentioning he could go into midfield, but he's struggling, and it is—it's a long way back into people's affections. But imagine wow. his best mate Jude Bellingham signs. Imagine that—the the boost that would give you for his, his morale. He'd be absolutely buzzing. Uh, Josie says, Trent needs competition and Trent needs someone like onto the ball to talk to him <laughs> because <laughs> his defence just got worse than my ex with two open legs. I'm going to move on in case there's any kids uh, watching. <laughs> if it is just Jude and no one else, then I'd sacrifice Jude for other midfielders like Gaves, Gavi, Nunez, Neves and Ugart, and way more. That's the, that's the thing. Dalivar, I think you might go down that route.
1: Ugarte is a good player. He played against Arsenal the other day for Sporting Lisbon and he he got sent off in the end, but he is a top draw player. Again, another player who... This is the thing, like, I think when you're signing certain players, like these big household names, some of the prices are inflated. I mean, look, we discussed it today in the WhatsApp group. I mean, Mason Mount, they're looking at like 60, 70 million for Mason Mount. I, I think that's just like... It seems like that's the going rate for a player now. Do yeah, you know what I mean? It's crazy like, I, isn't it? It's mad to think how it's moved and yeah United are guilty of that with the Pogba deal all that time ago when we paid 9 million for him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely like, I can't I can't disagree with that. United have, have been a catalyst for that. So we are to blame partly for it, but I just think like Chelsea, Go- Madrid. Yes, the scouting. Some of the scouting these smaller clubs do, and some of the players they're able to pick up is just second to none. Like Brighton's, that like the biggest example of that. Like with Matoma and Caicedo, and they're signing all these players, McAllister. And then clubs like us, we end up paying 70, 80 million from. Like, what? What are our scout? Do we even scout players at our clubs? Do we actually yeah. scout players, or do we just? look for big names
0: it's just crazy sometimes we just sack our scouting department don't we and then try to hand pick players from brentford brighton it's not on is it we want to be signing the matomas before they get to brighton what is our scouting department doing i think they might be on strike with the teachers and the the railway (laughs) workers Um, Dalaval says if Jude wants Liverpool then he we will get him if he rejects us then it will be an impossible deal absolutely this is going to be down to Jude and his family we've all already mentioned his dad he's he's rumoured to be a Liverpool fan and Dan from Two Blues is our inside in the know as well and he knows some of this yeah, he the he's called family. it he's already said it's he's a done deal it. Ain't it? he's called
1: it uh, we'll, be unexpl- we'll be holding him to account if it don't come off mate we'll be having him
0: on the show <laughs> mate <laughs> Dan, i have a lot to answer to if uh, we see Jude <laughs> Bellingham in a Man City shirt. The Unexamined Life. How you doing, mate? Thanks for tuning in. We follow each other on Twitter, Top Man. We spent nice. $12.9 million net last summer, but we still won't sign Jude. Pure gaslight by FSG. Every time I look at it, mate, I keep saying – I allow myself to get carried away and think – Ah, It's on. He's best mates with Trent. His dad wants us to come. He wants to come back to England. But then I keep pointing back to FSG. I remember who our owners are. 30 million net spend, if we're lucky, every year for 13 years. How on earth are we ever going to get 120 million sanctioned unless there's some big outs going, which we haven't even touched on yet? I've tipped Luis Diaz to leave in the summer Jose, if you're still there, I think he's going to join Barca for around £100 and I've got a feeling that's how we're going to try and finance a Bellingham deal. I've got a feeling that's why we're blooding um, Darwin Nunes on the left, Gakpo in the centre. I've got a feeling even Jota could leave. I just don't think we're going to try and keep five top-quality forwards happy in a a front three. I just can't see it. I think what, got would the, some what would plan. the Liverpool
1: fans rather? What would the Liverpool fans rather have? Would they rather have three top quality midfielders, or would they rather have Jude and sort of keep what they've got with like Fabinho and Thiago? Now, how are the fan base feeling about that sort of thing?
0: This, the Jude has gone on for so long now. I will be absolutely heartbroken if he goes to Real Madrid or Man City. I'm so inve- invested in him emotionally. All I want is Jude Bellingham. If they sign Jude Bellingham, okay, and it could be this rumored formation switch to four-two-three-one, keep that front five. So you've got the five. Bobby's going to leave, so you'll have Jota, Diaz, Nunes, Gakpo, and Salah. Five top quality fours in four positions with a bit of formation change. Then, to use your terminology, we're cooking, yeah. Yeah, Dalaval says, I think my realis- realistic midfield would be Jude Mount and Mateus Nunes, my dream midfield, Jude Ugati and Mateus Nunes. Dalaval is a big Mateus Nunes fan. Uh, OB are onto the ball trifecta has said he's not that keen on Mateus Nunes, um and people on twitter are saying that he doesn't even get a game and the wolves fans wouldn't mind seeing him leave so he can't be that highly thought of really wow uh klopp has a good relationship with dortmund so if klopp could convince them to do a cut price or something like that but if it goes to bidding war then we're not getting him sadly there is going to
1: be no cut price on this kid mate yeah like getting the, be the no cut price cut out price. Of your head. He's going to be the most expensive midfielder that's ever been transferred without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt, he's going to be the most expensive midfielder that's ever been transferred. Central player it's going to be ridiculous, mate. But you know what? I haven't even
0: thought about Klopp's relationship with Dortmund. That's a great point that Dalavau has made there. Haven't even thought about that. I mean, he must still be friendly with the club. Not that that's going to get him 30 million off as the (laughs) price, Jude Bellingham. All right, here you go, Jurgen. You're a nice guy. Have him for (laughs) 99 million, but it it helps with all the negotiations, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, Mm. But Man City's relationship, well, it might not be that good because they basically stole Haaland, didn't they?
1: Yeah.
0: I know they would have signed the release clause, having it in there. But when it actually gets activated and they lose a top quality world star cut price, it, it could leave you feeling a bit bitter, couldn't it? Yeah. Uh, Josh Truguna yeah. is in the chat. Josh, how you doing, brother? Thanks for joining. Top top man. Uh, if anyone's in this chat that hasn't followed Truguna, he's up to nearly four k. His streams are ace. Wow. Tune in to everyone, uh, make sure you tune in to them and my man, Football Ferreira, as well. Uh really glad you guys are joining. FSG do have money. They're not giving Klopp the money and using Mount as an excuse for not getting Jude Bellingham FSG out. Yeah, that is exactly what my Twitter feed looks like, Dalavau. It is all FSG out. It's all talking about the Mason Mount smoke screen to try and defer. Do you know
1: what I want to see in a couple of months? Like Milner, Hando getting the new deal, holding up the shirt five years, <laughs> signing it, mate.
0: <laughs> the thing is, you can see it happening, can't you? Especially mate, James Milner. When I see him, three it today, year deal, Milner, mate. First 45, oh, please. please. It, it see, makes mate. no sense to give Milner a new deal. We've got to ship him out or oh, put no, him on mate. the coaching staff. Ship yeah. him out with Oxlade Chamberlain. Ship him out with. Uh, Naby Cater. um take Curtis Jones with you as well. He's he's just not going to make the grade. I genuinely think
1: Milner will get a one-year deal. You know, I, I honestly yeah. do think he will.
0: I think yeah, I think he will as well. I think
1: I Klopp loves yeah. I think Klopp loves everything about him in terms of his professionalism and what he brings to the dressing room. He is a great pro. I'm not taking it away from me. He's been an unbelievable Premier League servant, but he shouldn't be starting Champions League games around Madrid and so stuff. That's just
0: mad, mate. It's crazy, mate. It was oh, crazy. It really is. Yeah. Um, I'm so gutted, Obi, can't make it tonight, but he, I was going to say he bit my head off in our Liverpool group chat. He didn't bite my head off, but he did point out, yeah. look, if Thiago was fit, if Hendo was fit, he wouldn't have been starting. But yeah. I was like, but they weren't fit, and he did start. Yeah. In 2023, okay. James Milner is starting away to Real Madrid. FSG, what have you done to my club? <laughs> uh, Josh, Jude to Arsenal, please. Jesus Christ, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even contemplated him going to uh, Man United yet, which Travis has got a, a little... A- a couple of toes crossed, at least. Oh, um,
1: uh, mate, I'd love it. It I'll ain't happening what, to United. I'm ruling that out right now. He's not coming United. Nah, He's not I can't coming imagine United.
0: It. Um, we ain't going to
1: buy a top striker for like over 100 million, maybe like in an Osseman or something. they spend another 100 plus on Bellingham. That has just ripped the club apart. Um, so, yeah, that ain't happening, mate. Not at all.
0: But I don't know. The way Kronky's throwing the money about Josh he's he's what has he spent now 500 million in three years I'm hearing oh. Declan
1: Rice is more or less done to Arsenal though like I've heard oh. strong rumors about Rice going to Arsenal who would be an unbelievable signing next to Thomas party that would just be unreal honestly it would be such a
0: good signing he's just said yeah. it now Dalavo just said it Declan Rice and my man Dan two blues his ears are going to be burning Dan are you in the chat let me know if you're there He's give us another inside info that Declan Rice to Arsenal is virtually done. What um, a field that is! Dalot, he'd be a class signing for us. To be fair, yeah, I've I've always said. Declan Imagine Rice party top Rice
1: top. Odegaard. Yeah, Jesus, that's scary, mate. Scary, mate. And then if they get a top, I'm not. No disrespect to Jesus, but if they get a goal scorer as well like just someone who just wants to put the ball in the back of the net because obviously Jesus is is excellent in terms of his link up and his work rate and everything that else that he does but i don't think he's that nasty goal scorer that they still need i still think they need another striker you know because obviously when he's been out and has done a job but if they had a like a not Haaland but if they just had a striker that just put the ball in the back of the net Mate, they will be unbelievable. They'll be such a good side. They already are a top side, but if they get a striker and
0: Declan Rice, mate, I'm not even sure if they need a striker. They've got Saka and Martinelli, haven't they? Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, Salah, yeah. Salah and Mane reincarnated. And Trossard's done well. So Trossard's come in, yeah, hit the ground running. I'm yeah, real jealous, but yeah, drop Jude in there and absolutely cooking. Diaz mm. is such a class. Player injuries let him down. I know it's he's, he's absolutely wrecked our season. People keep going on about missing Sadio Mane, but it's only because Luis Diaz has been injured. Yeah, talking about bad luck. Running. oh he was amazing in that run towards the the quad last year that we didn't didn't happen to get over the line. Yeah, he was. Um, really good. Luis Diaz will not leave. James Pierce said he's a key part of our future. Yeah, look, if we're talking about the the players who I called him the jewel in our crown at the minute, he probably is our best player. Maybe, I don't know, Salah, Virgil's dropped off a bit, but Luis Diaz is probably our star player. But for that reason, he'd bring in the most money. And if yeah. you you know FSG as much as I do, Dalaval. They love to buy for 40 million and sell for 100 million, if it happens. And one thing you can't miss is that they might be regretting not offloading Salah and Mane just before they started dipping after their peak. They might have looked at it and thought, we should have sold Mane for 100 million. We should have sold Salah for 100 million. Let's not make that mistake again. We've got to keep the wheel turning. We've got to keep in the squad. You know, If someone wants to buy a 28-year-old, nearly 29-year-old for 100 million, let it, and then we go and buy the next... 40 million, 22, 23 year old. You just don't know what they're thinking. I just don't trust the owners, basically. Yeah. I, if think we're in, keep, yeah I think you'll it, keep them. But that's the thing when I don't trust FSG, if we're getting Bellingham, I smell a rat. Yeah. And they've got a plan to do something like that, something underhand, something. To be fair, way. though,
1: I saw, a, I saw a report on Diogo Jota being linked with a move away for 70 million. And I was like, I'd do that 100%. Yeah. 70 million for him 100%. It's not that he's not a good player, but like he's probably not even going to start over like Nunez yeah. and Gapco and you've got Diaz coming back. That's good business to me. If you can get 70 million for Jota, I would definitely oh, do that. If that was to go towards the Bellingham fee, 100% definitely, oh,
0: definitely. 100%. Definitely. 100% yeah. As you, as we know Jota is easily fifth choice in that front yeah. three. So it's not even like you're talking about getting rid of Diaz or, or Nunes or Gakpo just come in. So you won't be. Salah's been linked with PSG. You're not even talking about that. You're talking about your fifth choice here. Yeah. Um, and that's, as we've mentioned before, it's going to be hard for Klopp to keep them all happy, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalavar says it will be a disgrace if we do not get Jude as we've waited two years for Jude and we wasted two years on Jude. Would be gutted if he does go to Madrid or Man City. Absolutely, mate. But again, me and Trav mentioned earlier in the stream. Like, what is our scouting network doing? Jude was available two, was it two or three years ago for twenty-five million. Apparently, we've scouted him all the way from youth football and his parents come up to Liverpool to talk about a deal. They didn't feel it was right at the time or something like that. But just make it happen. Stop him going to Madrid if you've scouted him for five, six, seven years. This is the thing that frustrates you. It was the same when we were apparently linked with Alisson for five years before we got him. Just get him before he goes to Roma for 10 million or whatever it was. Milner needs to go. (laughs) Absolutely. Get him out. Not get him out like... You, I mean, I'm not talking not like deliciously, but he needs, yeah, to it. not like he's Christian Poulsen, uh, get him <laughs> out of my club or Paul Kancheski at left back from film. Like <laughs> that was literally get him out of my club. It's not like that. He's just, he's had yeah. his time, he's been a great servant. Um, we've got already got someone like Henderson being our elder statesman in the squad to, to be the experience that the younger players call on. Do, do you, you think you top four? Do you think in... top four is going to impact your business overall then, or not?
1: Like, forget oh, you,
0: to. just in general. Do you think it yeah. will? No, like I said before, when you just think of the nuts and bolts of how the world works, money, turnover, income, of course it will. It'd be huge if we didn't get it. Let's be honest. Mm. You're talking about income of what, eighty to hundred million pounds. If you go to the the last stages, that's how much it could be worth. Our profit last year was seven million. So yeah. that just shows if we're yeah. m- only making a seven million pound profit when we nearly won the quad, got to the Champions League final. final. If you're not even in, imagine you take really, yeah. that hundred million away. All of a sudden, we can't afford Salah's contract.
1: <laughs> yeah, no.
0: Never mind Jude Bellingham's. Yeah. Uh, Dalivau says, "I think we'd lose attacking depth. Jota and Firmino. We would have Nunes, Salah, Gakpo. That, that's it. So, we'll
1: have to disagree. But you'd have you'd have Nunes. Um, you'd have um, not Nunes. You'd have um, Diaz as well, who is not mentioned. So that would be four. Yeah, Diaz. And then, and then if you've got a youngster that's coming through, like United are doing with Garnaccio, it all depends what the manager prioritizes. Do you know what I mean? You've got that yes. Ben Dewey, who's who's highly thought of." He might get an opportunity. Do you know what I mean? So when one door closes, another
0: one opens. And I think sometimes and that may, cap- yeah, that might yeah. be like where FSG have learned the lesson with not offloading the front three sooner than that. Um to, like you say, regen the squad and use use the income wisely. Um, but the thing about is well, because we're not Uber rich and we're run by FSG who run a tight ship, self-sustained. I keep saying I'm gonna get that Tattooed on my forehead, self-sustained, Trav. (laughs) But if we have a a firing front three, right, and let's be honest, right now you'd be talking, I know Gakpo's been mooted in the Firmino role, which gives the inverted wingers opportunity to come in. But if you've got a cup final Saturday, you're playing Diaz on the left, Nunes in the middle, and Salah on the right. The difference then is you've got huge players with ambition on the bench, of Gakpo Firmino's obviously leaving but Jota whereas when it was Mane Firmino and Salah you had real bit part players that were not worthless but you know just Mm. they could do a job they could fill in grab you the odd vital goal here and there they were kind of cult heroes like Diva Karigi Taki Minamino and that's the these are these are not bit part players you're talking about Gakpo you're talking about Jota these are guys with a heavy big price ambition, big ballers who ex- they're going to. Let's be honest, they expect to be in the first eleven. And obviously, yeah. the easy one to leave out of there is Jota because he's just—I've said it before—he's never f- found his feet fully in the team. Found a position where, like, he's a he's a fixture in the side now because he, he's just doing so well. He's always been in and out, mainly due to injuries, but mainly because he just—he's never got a run of a whole season. He's been injured pretty much every season in the last three years since we bought him. So he would yeah. be the easy the easy option to say would leave. Yeah, uh, I forgot about Diaz. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe it would not be bad. No, I don't think so. If,
1: if you can get 70 million for Jota to fund Bellingham and promote Bendo at, and Diaz comes back, I'd do it. I would do it all day. Do you know what I mean? That's what United need to do. We need to get rid of... a. Uh, like a or and a Langer and chop some dead wood, promote Garnacho, like we have this year, promote Palestri, get them more involved because that's what your academy is for. Not to save your club money, but it, it's good to promote some youngsters that have been training with the first team and giving those homegrown players opportunities. And like you said, I think it would be good for Liverpool to do that. You've always done it. You've done it with Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's been a success, whether he moves on or not. Is relevant like he, he's come through the academy I think it's good to promote those opportunities for young players to come through and feel like they've been given a chance whether they go on loan and come back and stuff but well, that's what the biggest clubs do all over Europe so I think that would be an, an option that Liverpool may look into like you said Jot is one of those players who's on the fringes at the moment he's a talented player but if you've got an asset on them wages um, that's available for 70 million and you can get red, get them off the wage bill and promote a youngster and get Bellingham. I think personally, that's good
0: business. I do. But when it was, um, the idea was floated on Twitter, the the majority of the fan base, from what I read anyway, were angry about it,
1: really? blaming
0: FSG, sell to buy and all that. And, you know, you don't agree with everything on Twitter, do you? No. But normally, normally it is, you know, FSG out and, the the running as like Southampton stuff like that but on that one I was thinking look if we could get decent money in for him 60 70 million he's fifth choice striker or sixth behind Firmino even though he's leaving in the summer why can't everyone see that would be a good bit of business you're not going to keep them all happy let's be honest no.
1: from the outside looking in as well like this is the first real time there's been like sort of not pressure on the ownership it's been going on for years, but like and in terms of the net spend as well. But since Klopp's joined, like I think the transition's been pretty smooth up until this point. Like when he first came, he had a lot of work to do, got rid of players. Then you went with like um Clavins and Carriers. That didn't work. Then you just upgraded those players. But you're still getting to Champions League finals. You're still like finishing in the top four, do you know what i mean it what it, it wasn't as bad as how it probably felt to the liverpool fans that i mean obviously united were doing worse than you so i was always looking at liverpool saying yeah they're moving in the right direction all the time and it's always easier as a fan when you look at your own club to be pessim more pessimistic than what's actually happening but you've never been too far away on the clocks when you had two years of building then you've always competed for the biggest trophies whether that in the champions league or the league up until this year, where you've not really won and you're not going to win anything this year, so I think this is going to be the test. Now, now Klopp's been here. This will be his eighth full season coming up. How you back him, and and whether he's still got that oomph to want to rebuild a side and really go again. So I think it, it starts again. He's sort of starting again. It's going to be interesting to see. But I'm I'm licking my
0: lips, mate. I'm ready to see what how it all unfolds, brother. I really am. The thing is, like, if you think of the the team, like you say, he built his team, yeah, we went through the Clavins and the Carriuses and all that. And they were difficult times, of course, and he did end up getting it right. But if you think of the team yeah. that, that got it right, that won the league, won the European Cup, they're all 30. So you can see the, the progression there and how we've needed to refresh. And maybe even Klopp will have a bit of regret. Maybe, like we've mentioned before, he's too... Um, What's the word? He's too loyal to players. He has, hasn't offloaded. But when you think yeah. of Salah, Salah, Firmino, Mane, all in the 30s. Wijnaldum, Henderson, Milner, all in the 30s. Van Dijk, Matip, 30s. Alisson's 30. So you can actually see the, the team aging before our very yeah. eyes. And it's all about having that ability to, to regen, replace, sell at the right time, which we've probably got it wrong at the minute. But he looks like he wants to have the opportunity to fix it, to spend the money. FSG are saying the right things, like they want to compete. They're going to give him the platform to compete. That Just the million-dollar question is, are they going to do it? Are they going to provide this money in the summer? And, and it might it might take a couple of years, it. it might
1: take a couple of years again, though, because it took him two years to get that team that you just reeled off. But if you look at what you've got underneath what you've just mentioned, and you think of Nunez, 23 or whatever, Gappo, 20-something. You've got Badge, he's 20. Robertson's... How old's Robertson? Just 10, 29. Exactly. Trent, he's 20 what? He's still young. 23, studio. 24. Canate, how old's he? Canate, yeah.
0: 22, 23. Do you know what
1: I mean? So I've just reeled off six, seven players who like not even at the peak yet. Mm. So, do you know what I mean? All of a sudden, you had six players to that over two windows, you might only need three signings. All of a sudden you see next year or the year after you're competing for the biggest trophies again. Like like you said, you're never too you're never as far away as you think you are. And it kind of was our mantra, isn't it? That's it, mate. Yeah, that's it. It can see more doom and gloom, but there's a lot of there are a lot of components there that are good about Liverpool and their business. I know you've made some dodgy signings as well, but I think there's a lot of good there as well. Like you said, Gapo Nunes, Badge, Trent, if he stays, Robertson, there's players there that that can be added to and you can make another team again.
0: Dalaval says, Jota for 70 million would be a steal for us, but what if he goes to Newcastle or a rival club? I think you've answered yourself there. If 70 million's a steal, I wouldn't care where he goes, to be honest, and the fact that we'd happily wave him off for 70 million, it must mean that we recognise he's never really been a fixture in the side and... You know, he's, he seems like a real decent lad. We should be shaking his hand and patting him on the back and wishing him all the best. He's not going to mm-hmm. make a side on his own. But yeah, he, he would make someone like Newcastle stronger. Would they be a rival to us? The way they're going to spend, of course. But, you know, like I say, you're not going to keep all these players happy all the time. There's inevitably going to be some outs. And not just because FSG forces to sell to buy you're not going to keep them all happy. There might be one or two of them just saying, look, I'm, I'm in and out of the side. I think I'm better than that. I'm going to move on. Uh, Dalavau. unless we change system to 4-2-3-1, yep, said it earlier, then I'd keep him. But I do not see Klopp doing that. I do, Dalavau. If you drop in two monster midfielders there, Bellingham and who would I like? Kaiseido, I'd like i like mean. Kaiseido, yeah. Bellingham and Kaiseido and then... Diaz, Gakpo, Salah with Nunez up top. We are absolutely yeah. cooking. <laughs> We're back, baby. If we do not get Champions League, I'm worried about money. Yeah, absolutely, mate. 100 yeah. million is not to be sniffed at. Well, one year in Champions League is like 90% of a Jude Bellingham. So put it that way. Champions League football could literally be... And forget whether Bellingham would want to come to us or not, with or without Champions League football. If we get it, it would pay for Jude Bellingham. So it might be a no-brainer that it's Champions League or bust. Um, We've done it almost to death. Travis, we've got to talk about Man United and that mad game on Sunday. How lucky were Man United with Fulham absolutely losing their heads and throwing it away like that? Because you just got absolutely I mean, cooked, and I was loving it, and I thought, "There goes man. your your treble cup competition." <laughs> and it, was only, <laughs> it was only two hours after we released your video about the. I know the, that's the, the thing. Treble thinking, chances.
1: And That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, I've just released that flipping video talking about the treble chances, and we're going out already. I was fuming. I was um, picturing it. Someone like Dan
0: in Two Blues would have written this aged well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but. The, the funny thing was, I messaged a group chat on Twitter saying, we need some luck to get back into this game because we ain't scoring otherwise. And the bit of luck we had was the fact that Sancho didn't just roll it into the net because Willian was forced to save it. And they ended up ended up with nine men and the manager being sent off within the matter of a couple of minutes. And that's exactly what we needed to turn the game. Or so we would have 100% went out. We were drowning. We were struggling out there. In every single department, we were getting bullied by Mitrovic, the midfield battle was being lost. When we tried to play out, I mean, if you think of the spine we had, obviously De Gea has his deficiencies with his distribution. Then you've got Maguire, who just takes ages on the ball.
0: Maguire's got his disabilities.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So he takes ages on the ball. Then you've got McTominay, who, again, I don't want to make this a player-bashing exercise, but he literally... When any centre-half gets the ball, he doesn't show for the ball. He does not want to receive it. He's actually scared to receive it on the back foot. So you're not going to be able to play through the lines. And then you've got Weghorst, who, if he's not pressing, he's not doing anything else. So he doesn't run in behind. Fulham could get high, push, squeeze the play. They knew they had no threat in behind. And they knew we couldn't play out from the back. So it was literally from a tactical and individual player perspective it was a recipe for disaster and that's what happened for 70 minutes it was literally a disaster we couldn't get out Fulham were just having so much joy fullbacks doing what they wanted and obviously don't take any credit for f- away from the goal that they scored it was a well worked set piece you know uh, uh, like it's obviously a ball into Diop, and that and he's just flicked it around the corner it's a good finish and I was just thinking yeah we ain't getting back into this game but I think William made two mistakes like on the halfway line, chasing Anthony, like trying to mark in front of Anthony, trying to nick the ball. All he has to do is be goal side of Anthony. He doesn't try and have to nick the ball before we start counter attacking from the corner. That was the first mistake he made. Then obviously the handball, Mitrovic's reaction—it was a mess for Fulham. I don't, Fulham fans must have been fuming because, like, they were just in so much control of the game, and then for it to just turn on its head like that—I was buzzing because I was like. There was no other way we were going to get back into the game apart from what happened. And I was just very, very relieved. I, I must say, I was very, very relieved to go through to the semis. So, yeah, treble's still on, boys.
0: I just made this <laughs> full screen. I don't know how I've done it. Ah, there we go. We're back. Um, but, yeah, from, from what I was watching, I was loving it because Man United looked shattered. And I was thinking, this is it. The season's catching up where you're chasing or competing on forefront. fronts. <laughs> And I thought this is going to be brilliant, watching it all fall apart. Uh, Dan just joined us in the comments. I don't know if you are there a minute ago, Dan, but you commented on Trav's cup treble video. And I was thinking two hours after it was published, Man United go out against (laughs) (laughs) Fulham. And the cup treble is off. Trav's got (laughs) egg on his face.
1: Just leave the cups to us, boys, this year. We'll take care of it, man. We'll take care of it.
0: (laughs) We'll take care of it, lads. No, but yeah, you look shattered. Is is that a worry? Is that the way you feel? I know you've said before, you're running on Mm. empty. um, Ten Hag's only using 13, 14 players, but it it did look quite painful.
1: Oh, of course. There's definitely an element of it. 100%. I don't think that impacted the game on Sunday, but there's got to be an element of it. Just more tired in the mind, switching off like, not anticipating stuff, not being first to stuff. Fulham just looked that bit sharper, that bit hungrier than us. The main problem, though, is the drop-off in quality when we rest any of the first team. It's it's mm-hmm. scary, man. Like, take Varane out, Martinez out, Casemiro out. And I say Martial, but he hasn't played. But, like, Vegos, this Vegos experiment, man. It's like he's one of <laughs> won a raffle, mate. He's won a raffle <laughs> to play for United. He's won a raffle, mate. It's killing me, mate. It's killing me. Literally, I think for the rest of the season, depending on what happens, I think the next three league games for United are so important. We've got Newcastle away, who are three points behind us with a better goal difference. If they beat us, they go ahead of us. If we win that game, it puts us really in the driving seat. We'll go six points clear. Um, we will go four ahead of Spurs with a game and before they play on the Monday night and that will put us in a strong position and I think if we win that game then I think he'll stick with what he's going with with the Vegors and stuff but if we don't win that game I can genuinely see us putting Rashford up top and Sancho on the left with Bruno in the middle and Nante on the right because I just think we can't last much longer with this lack of threat in behind. Like, we can't stretch teams. It's just disgusting, like, how teams are able to get up the pitch and squeeze the play and not let us out. Like, we can't do this for much longer. As a fan, I'm just sat there like, no, I, I just can't take much more of this, bro. So I think it'll all be pivotal on on this Newcastle game. And it's a huge game for us. Just to, If we go there and don't lose, I'll be happy if we just draw the game, not get beat and just get out and then go... And to Brentford at home and Everton at home, and our home record is imperious. Been really impressed with that. So I'm 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 looking forward to it though. Like I said, we're still in three competitions. It's time for us to enjoy it. It's Ten Args first season. No, no one had really any major expectations for United. So the fact that we've already won a trophy and we're still in the hunt for two others, it's time to for us to enjoy it as fans, really. Are you at all worried about top four? Nah. No. Nah. Nah, because I just think everyone else will drop. Like Spurs had an opportunity to go in third. They just blew a two-goal lead at Southampton. Newcastle have still got some hard games. You know what I mean? They've still got Arsenal to play. still got, um, I think they've still got Spurs to play and and us this weekend and that. And some tougher way trips. I just think if, the see, it always evens itself out. We've all got like 12, 11 games left. I think we'll just all drop similar points and probably stay where we are. Do you know what I mean? Like, we was never out of a top four race. Like, eight points clear, we were clear of, like, Spurs. But then we've only dropped in two games. That's just how tight it is. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, we lost to Liverpool and drew to Southampton. It's not like we've gone on a bad run where we've lost five in a row and people have caught us Nothing unsurprising has really happened apart from obviously the draw at Southampton, but the circumstances in that game, we were down to 10 men for 60 minutes. We got out with a point. It's not... Groundbreakingly bad. Like underneath the top two, everyone's been dropping points this year. It's just how it is, really. And and I'd, i certainly don't put us in the bracket with that top two just yet. Um, so yeah, we're gonna drop points from now to the end of the season. I know that. Um, so yeah, I'm not worried about top four. No.
0: Are you safely in tier two then? Yeah, we're
1: in tier two, man. Tier two. Yeah, we're not in we're, we're not in tier one yet. Week. We're not in two. yeah, we're not in tier one. We're not in tier one. We are just we are a little bit behind. Well. I'd say we are behind Arsenal and City, both of them. Do you know what I mean? They're going toe-to-toe for the league this year. Arsenal have done great to mix it with City. Um, but, yeah, we need some stronger depth. That's the problem for us. We When we've got a few players out, we really we look like a different team. And and Tenog knows that. He'll be desperate to get to the summer and get some additions. And hopefully we've got new ownership by that time. Who knows? Who, who knows what's going to happen with the ownership? So we'll, we'll see. It's interesting.
0: I'm sure we'll do another poddy if something does happen with the ownership mm. for Liverpool yeah. or Man United because we're a private company. Things might be going on behind behind the scenes. We can only hope that that's FSG it. have had enough and they want to sell up and go. That's but it. But until then, it's all conjecture. And let's wrap it up there, mate. It's been just over an hour. It's been a pleasure,
1: mate. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks to everyone that's joined us. If you made it this far, smash the likes. And if you're new to the channel hit subscribe um and me and my man Travis will see you in the next episode Travis cheers brother <laughs> cheers guys oh! what
1: a headshot